You're listening to Podhaven. podcast that makes you go oh shit i'm listening to the indie haven podcast that is an incredibly pragmatic way to approach the podcast yes was that the whole thing you wanted to do that was it (laughs) (laughs) i feel like that was a lot of drum roll for uh, for what was ostensibly an introduction (laughs) welcome to the indie haven podcast with me your host elodie cunningham Joined by, I'm Josh Rivers, and I am Elmer Fudd. I was what? almost proud of you. You <laughs> almost <laughs> said it perfectly, and then you. Oh. Hi, I'm George Johnson. I before we begin, I have some follow up. Oh yeah. Uh, la- last week we talked about Clown City, City of Clowns on the rooftops. On the rooftops every, every night, night, forever, forever. Yeah. We'll die, please. Please continue. Um, yeah. God, please. And one of the things we discuss is how um, the clowns could lead to gentrification. And then the solution yeah. I came up with at the time was to um, base clown class on the sort of level of richness of each area. But I think that would. Clown disparity, essentially. Yeah. I don't think that would actually be the best option. I think the best option would actually just to be to not have any places without clowns i think the best no, option no, no, is no one's gonna have no I, clowns no but i mean like it's not gonna if everywhere has the same clowns people aren't gonna think that places are nicer just because they have the clowns depends how nice the clowns are well, no that's what i'm saying if all the clowns are the same level of niceness oh you mean literally everywhere yeah Essentially, you want to build a second Earth above our own made <laughs> yes. of clowns. Yeah, and then gentrification. Clown world. It's a world happen. of clowns. It's on us <laughs> constantly. I, I think. Please. I think the the true solution is clown communism. Clown communism. Clown clown communism. <laughs> if you can't that, pronounce yes. it, you can't implement it as a solution. Fight me, Josh. All right. Okay. So, Got no expectations of whether I'll win or not. I just, you know, I, I wouldn't want to disappoint. <laughs> oh, no. So, so Jorgo, go goes crazy bones. Jorgo um, goes crazy bones. You wanted to tell us about a thing, a cheeky tease, a cheeky little cock tease. No, it's not me. That's Josh's thing to speak about. What? Who? <laughs> oh, okay. Josh. I didn't. I did not catch a damn word of that. <laughs> Josh, Could apparently, you repeat it? Edmund McMillan is in the news. Edmund McMillan. Yes. Do you want to tell us a bit about that? Headballs. Well, Headballs. Uh, <laughs> what? I think about Edballs. Edballs a lot. Do you not know about it, George? El- Elodie just likes to sort of chant the names of politicians, <laughs> no, do you both not? former and current. Do you actually not know about Ed Balls, Ed Balls? I yes, know about Ed Balls. We, we all know about Ed Balls, Ed Balls. It's just... No, does Josh not know about Ed Balls, Ed Balls? 
I was on. I know about Ed Balls. I wasn't yeah. aware there was a song now. <laughs> oh my Ed god! Ed Balls, Ed Balls, what a marvelous uh, man is he! Listeners, excuse some clicking because I'm gonna have to find this using my computer and send it to Josh. Didn't, wasn't it that Ed Balls just tweeted out Ed Balls once? So it just says Ed Balls, Ed Balls. Yeah, so that was it, but. I was going to send it and I mean, get an so unfettered reaction, but... I, that's, I the, have, that's the entire anecdote, then, is it? I have failed. Well, this is going to go in the, um... It's gone in our chat, <laughs> and it's going to be statistics. in the LinkedIn note. Yeah. <laughs> 9,400... No, nine, 94,000. I... numbers... 94,203 retweets and 60,697 likes. Um, the message ev- resonated with a lot of people. Every year, um, on the day, anniversary of the day, we all celebrate Ed Ball's Day. A and lamb is sacrificed. The way that the tweet has shown itself on Discord makes it say Ed Balls, Ed Balls, Ed Balls. It's like it's like um it's like the it's like the it's like the um the credit like when it when it accredits people's names in the subtitles of Metal Gear Solid games. It's like Revolver Ocelot, Revolver Ocelot, Revolver Ocelot. Ed Balls is a Metal Gear Solid character. We've finally proven it. Ed Balls a politician is the real su- hero of <laughs> Liquid a, politi- Balls. a politician to surpass Metal Gear. <laughs> Ed Balls is the real hero of Metal Gear Solid. Yes. Wait, oh, wrong shoot, podcast. Wrong, Fuck. Yeah, that's the wrong um, one. Um. <coughs> so, tell us about Edmund McMilland and why he's in the news, Josh. Do it. Teased a gay man, they. <laughs> yes, he has. Yeah, there was, there was. He's done a little bit of a cheeky tease for a new project that he's been working on very hard, apparently, for the past. Uh, was it three months? I'm trying to get the post up. It is, yes, three months. You're correct. Yep, here we go. Found it on a uh, blog post for the Binding of Isaac Rebirth. Binding uh, of Isaac. Just a lot of. A lot of booster. That says rooster, but I think it's meant to say roster. But booster rooster. I think it might be like a a jape. Ah, is it? Is it a fun comical humour? Yeah, it's a bit of that, that South un- Park humour. That I understand. Then, uh, just at at the end, just makes mention, and I I think I'm I just I'm just going to read the full statement if that's okay with the two that's of you. That's perfectly no. fine. That's an accurate sourcing. <clears throat> on a side note, not many of you know this, but Tyler and I have been in crunch mode for the past three months, told you, trying to finish this secret project. We are coming close to announcing it and its release date, so keep an eye out for it. I don't want to spoil the fun yet, but I can say this. It's hard, it's weird, it's personal, it's it's has amazing controls... It's a totally new, unannounced IP, and it's easily one of the largest games I've ever made level-wise. Stay tuned. Did it really say it's, and then... It absolutely did. (laughs) Can you read that sentence again for me, please? Uh, no. (laughs) 
it's recorded. People can l- just rewind if they No, can. but I can't rewind existence. I need to... I'm going on the website just but to find you'll be this. able to hear this episode too. Do you think I'm going to go back and listen to something with me in it? Fair point. It has amazing controls! <laughs> well, to be fair, it probably does. To be honest, none of this is done this grammatically is, at all. This is this is the most pedantic I think I've ever been. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, that should be exciting. Ed McMillan doing new game, apparently very big. Not yeah. got a lot of details yet. I think that's why sort of this is just coming to us in the form of a pseudo announcement at the end of a blog post about. A I'm completely guessing different this game. one isn't going to be roguelikey like Isaac has. Possibly not. We honestly don't know much about it at all. I'm I mean, a big saying fan... it's a big game implies that it's like um, it's got a set, large world. Yeah, perhaps. Than... I'm quite, mm. I'm quite a fan of uh, Edmund McMillan. I think he's a pretty cool guy, and he makes some good stuff. So I'm quite looking forward to this. Oh yeah, Edmund McMillan tends to just put out quality. Oh yeah. So... Yeah, the reason I call him Ed McMillan. Is because that's easier than... To avoid than... saying Edmund McMillan, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's easier than attempting to say Edmund Mc... McMillan. Edmund McMillan, which is the trap I've fallen into. Edmo McMundo. Edmung Edmund McMungbean. So Edmund McMund this is how little information is out about this new game, as we've just devolved <laughs> into saying the man's name. So, Elodie. <laughs> well, the thing is, yes. like, it's it's opened by saying it's hard, <laughs> and I'm kind of like, all right. It's it like, has I'm great not, controls, so we know that. I've at got least. enough. I've got enough confidence in Edmund McMugglemundmund, and just his general ability to make games that. It's prob that's probably not going to be like the only thing in its wheelhouse, but I'm just finding this more and more. Whenever a game opens by like advertising itself as hard, I'm just like, all right. Yeah, I know, you, I know you, what you mean. It gets a little. You may bit, continue to be. I've it gets a little point, bit um, tiresome. I've gotten to mm. the point where I didn't actually consider the fact that hard meant difficult. I was just laughing in my own head oh, about. Would you... <laughs> It was just erect penis. Yeah, what, that was what about I... a turgid video game. <laughs> yeah, basically that was what was happening. Is <laughs> so I was just giggling inside myself at that. So it only and you dawned said on me yourself, that. So there's a bonus one right there. <laughs> so it only dawned on me that that's what Speaking... it meant when you started talking about it. <laughs> Speaking of giggling inside yourself, Elodie, do you have something that you wanted to talk about this episode? I want to talk about something that I feel has a lot of potential, but isn't like in a, in a very expected place. Mm-hmm. And Do that's um, the Facebook Messenger apps games. Dun dun dun. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, like I I couldn't find enough information about a lot of the ones on there to know whether they were produced by indie studios or not but I think it's actually a very interesting platform for games. Because um, okay. the way it works is that you'll 
you're playing little mobile games, but um, all of your scores get automatically posted to the chat that you are in, and then it creates leaderboards. So it ends okay. up with uh, this interesting competitive element that is just very accessible. And the way it is now, because of the way the platform is structured, nothing has microtransactions, but is also free. And everything seems, it feels like it's the sort of thing that you would expect to have been built around microtransactions, because you're getting coins and stuff to buy things, but you can't actually pay for them, so it's actually much easier to get the coins than you'd... If well, you see, back in the day, we just called that a mechanic. No, I know, I'm just saying that it's you know, unusual for say, a free like, mobile it's... game now to be like that. Especially yeah. when that mobile games platform is Facebook. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's possibly the most surprising aspect it of is. all of this, is that it's Facebook very... didn't want to make a quick buck. Yeah, it's very pleasantly surprising as well. And yeah, I think it. That I certainly think there's a lot of potential there. Like, there's loads and loads of people that use Facebook Messenger. Um, and getting getting those people, a lot of, a lot of whom might not be particularly interested in playing video games having like little games in their in their messenger windows that mm. might make them curious about other games and you know mm. i think it's it's especially fun in big group chats because you end up with people just trying to one-up each other on high scores oh yeah and and, uh, and mm. something that's always good that's that's another that's another place for maybe indie developers to get get a foot in the door yeah i just i think that if if it's an open enough platform i think it would be an actual very interesting place for competitive small games to be put out yeah some, some of the oh sorry no no continue some of the stuff that i've played on there has actually been had some genuinely interesting mechanics as well like it's not bad quality stuff there's there's some classics like Pac-Man and Snake and things like that, but uh, one that I've been playing a lot recently is an endless runner called Endless Lake. Oh yeah. Um, where the effectively your only control is that you tap to jump, but you can double tap and double jump. But the thing that makes it particularly interesting is the fact that there are various doors throughout the um like randomly generated run okay and when you step through a door it will split your character into a few of itself and you have to time your jumps so that each character goes over different sets of jumps without other ones falling in holy shit that's actually really cool yeah and like if you lose a couple you're fine but you get extra bonuses and points and stuff if you actually get all of them to the place where they reconverge that, that, that's really, really interesting. Yeah, I know. And that just thinking about that and how it just made me realise that the whole platform has such potential because there's already interesting stuff being done on it. And if, yeah. if indie developers actually went in and started making stuff for it, I think it could become a really, really odd but very interesting platform because... Like it's there's so many unique aspects to it, and it's such an accessible place to get games. 
Yeah, that's something to definitely keep an eye on, I think. Yeah. But yeah, and it's stuff I... you can dip into without ever having to download apps and things as well. Yeah, definitely. Oh, <laughs> huh, yeah, that's really cool. Mm. Fantastic. Yeah, I just, I don't know at the moment, obviously, how one would get a game on there. But I might do some extra research for next time and report back if I find anything out. Fantastic! That, I, that. I, I seems, does seem like it. an interesting delivery method. Yeah. Mm. I was surprised by just how fun it could be. Yeah, that's really, really awesome. So yeah, do we want to move on to the next bit of news? Yeah, sure. I can. I can pick this one up. Move this is your guy. News. It's my guy. Yeah. Um. So E three is coming up. It's almost June. I think E3's happening um, on and around the 13th of June. A bad journalist I am. I don't actually know the specific dates. Um, but I guess it is a, it's a US event. I'm not going, so it's not not information that you yeah, need to... I'm, I'm, it's an event I'm going to have a lot of fun forgetting that it was on the day that it was on. <laughs> yeah. I'm probably going to occasionally glance at the um the like the international. What's going to happen is I'm going to open Twitter and I'm going to be like, oh, E3 was today. Yeah, I'm probably going to occasionally glance at like the the streams happening from international journalists like watching the the like the live broadcasts on the stages and things. Just um, find out what happens yeah. after it happens. But the only uh, reason I know about it is because of Jim Sterling. There's yeah. Your, Obligatory yeah, mention. Probably. Yeah. There's the obligatory, obligatory Jim Sterling mention. Jim Sterling mention. <laughs> yeah. All rise um, for the obligatory Jim Sterling yeah. mention. Um but yeah, so if you but if you are listening and you are going to E three, whether you be going as a guest and paying fuckloads of money for a ticket, or if you're a, a games <laughs> media person who happens to be um going along, um if you go to the um the parking lot opposite the LA Convention Center where E three is happening, you flash your E three badge. Um, you will be granted access to the Devolver Digital Indie Picnic. Which, of course, they are doing. Yes. Uh, uh, de- just, they are Devolver Digital. I love Devolver Digital, to be honest. Um, in the, um, in the, the publisher came out with a statement. They said, Indie Picnic includes the Devolver Public Access Area. Uh, offering a hand-selected lineup of stellar indie game demos from Devolver Digital... And um, other companies that they're... The Pepis game. Yes, probably. They do have a Pepis game, don't they? Where yeah. you have to, Where you have to get your dick and fuck a butt that's yeah, on the end of the dick whilst yeah, trying not to get your just, butt fucked by another it's dick. It's a first... It, it's pretty much um, dick butt. The game. It is. It's fantastic. It's actually really fun as well. <laughs> <laughs> um... And yeah, um, they they they're also going to as well as um, their games, and um, they're going to have um, partnered companies like uh, Nvidia, XSplit, you know, people like that. Uh, they're going to have new music, food trucks, cold beverages, you know, all that jazz. It's very nice. I th- I think that's a, a, a wonderfully adorable thing. Um, I just like that it's in a car park. I know it's fantastic, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, uh, Devolver co-founder Mike Watson said um, uh, Indie Picnic is our way of giving back to the fans and celebrating a mutual love for games and art and I think that's very wholesome The only way it could be better is if it was entirely unaffiliated with E3 
oh, that would be brilliant. I and think it was just happening in a car park near E3, and you could just go into it. <laughs> yeah, I think that would be quite entertaining. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, it does seem you need to have an E3 pass and all that. Yeah, but, that, that. But yeah. Regardless, the fact that it is happening makes it puts a little bit of a smile on my face because Devolver are always one of those companies that they have a habit of putting a smile on my face. They're just really, they're a really wholesome company. As wholesome as a company can be. <laughs> Will there be a Victoria Sponge? Yeah. I hope so. Worth getting the pass. <laughs> Yep. Don't go to your shop and just buy a Victoria sponge. No, don't do that. What are you, a fucking Devo- sucker? If you, if you no. try and get into the Devolver picnic with a Victoria sponge instead of an E3 pass, they might not let you in. <laughs> or they might admire your gusto. <laughs> it's very true, actually. Um, that, that, of, all, of, all of, the de- of all of the developers and publishers at E3... Devolver are probably the most likely to let you in in exchange for a Victoria Sponge. In the um, world of Devolver Digital, the man with the Victoria Sponge is king. It's exactly, exactly. Oh, yeah, De- Devolver so Digital. Devolver Digital is the only publisher. Present who, your entry, Sponge. The only publisher who I've. 100% completed the achievements on two of their games. Well, fuck. That's a lot of achievements. What, do you know what those are? Um, is one of them Dropsy? No. I oh. haven't completed because... Oh, okay. Yeah, no. One of them is always sometimes Monsters. Oh, yes. Which yes, I yes, talked yes. about that in my first article at Indie Haven. Indeed. Um, very, very good piece. The second one is a Hatterful Boyfriend. Oh yeah! I have one hundred full boyfriend. Yeah, they they published Hatful boyfriend. Yeah, they did because of and course they, they did. did. Yeah, I, exactly. And I have one hundred percented that game. Oh, <laughs> if you get a hundred percent a game, make sure that game is Hatful boyfriend. I dated every bird. You dated every bird. Yes, that is the correct number of birds to date, Elodie. <laughs> And in fact, I got multiple endings on some of the birds. Oh, shit. Is that a euphemism? My favourite was the library bird, who is also a ghost. (gasps) That's amazing. (laughs) A ghost library bird. I also liked the... Devolver Digital, everyone. I liked the the half-French secret agent bird. Oh, they, they just I. These are some quirky birds. There's some quirky, quirky birds. birds. These are some quirky birds. Is I think that's what, I, I, I think that's a good. I think these are some quirky birds is the perfect conclusion to the news segment. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's that's how I, that's how all news anchors should sign out. I'm. These have been the quirky right. birds. I've been James. <laughs> James. The newsboy James. Newsboy James. Newsboy James for the news channel. Ring ring. Ring ring. Who's that on the telephone? Ring ring. I'm not much mistaken. That sounds like... Hello. Hello. It's me. Newsboy James. 
I heard you were talking about me on your live broadcast of Indie Haven Podcast Live Broadcast. Is this another person who now has access to a live feed of us recording the podcast? Yes, it's me, (sighs) Newsboy James. I wanted to say, stellar job, you lot. Um, I've been I've been on the news today on on BBC One, and I was telling everyone on who was watching BBC One News. I was telling them, I'm Newsboy James, and do you know what I like to listen to? The Indie Haven podcast. It's very fucking, lovely. I fucking wish you were telling everyone on the BBC about us. I, I, I do every day. Prohibited from advertising. I do every day. I tell everyone just go and listen to the Indie Haven podcast. It's very good. I'm Newsboy James. Thank you, Newsboy James. Um, I wanted to ask: Have any of you seen David Kaj? I've been looking for him. He went missing a few days ago, and as you know, we at BBC News are the de facto world police. That is actually completely true. I can verify that. It's a good point. And so I've been in charge of the disappearance case. I just wondered if you chaps had any uh, any um, leads. Well, I, th- I think your best bet, your best bet, first is to is to um, search um, a, f- a five hundred meter radius around anywhere um, Ellen Pages. Ah, uh, yes. Obviously, because that's the that's the distance of the restraining order. I tend to find that if you just mention heavy rain in passing, he tends to just appear and propose to you. Josh, I'm behind you. <laughs> oh, there he is. But I, that's Josh, it, solved the case. hello. You're welcome. I heard you say heavy rain, my polygon emotional game. All in a day's work for Josh Rivers, well, freelance detective. Well, uh, we at the BBC News de facto world police will be thanking you with a medal ceremony in a few days, Josh. Just wait for a red letter through your door with the words B, B, and C written on it. Those three words. Anyway, ta-ta! Just doing me civic duty, sir! Uh, Josh, you called me. I'm here in your house now. What do you want? Yeah, no, the gag's over. What? You are you're you're free to leave now. We've we've finished with that bit. Disappear Aww. into the ether. Aww. But I missed you. Well, fuck off. I I I dumped John Cleese to come here. Oh no! It sounds we like we were engaged, problem. but I don't remember actually accepting. No, I mean me and John Cleese, because you didn't accept, but then you called me again, so I thought, I'm David Cards, I will go to Josh Rivers, my true love, but then you don't want me. I mean, me. Again, again, you can't just assume that because someone happened to mention Heavy Rain, they're specifically asking you to turn up to their house while they're recording a podcast. It just happened to be a coincidence that in this case, not not even myself, but someone else happened to be looking for you. And they have found you now. Okay. The case. Did you not hear me say case closed earlier when I closed the case? Josh Rivers, freelance detective. Do you, do you, do you want me to come next week? No. <laughs> I was going to bring Monopoly and Evercage. And and snacks. 
Get out of my I fucking got, sight. I have lots of Doritos under the cars. Well, so do we all. We're in the games industry. <laughs> oh, that bit. I'll leave now. Um, bye bye, under the cars. Bye, David Cage. Josh, can you just do something Does- for me? Doesn't get the hint. What do you want me to do, George? Um, can you just say words in a noir detective voice because your special agent, your special detective, Josh Rufus? You know, I tried that once, and I can tell you beyond a shadow of a doubt that I cannot do that, George. Do you want me to do uh, it for Johnson? you? Do you want me no, to do it for I think you? the reason is that if you start trying to talk in a hard-boiled detective voice. David Cage will assume you're talking about Heavy Rain again. Really? I don't remember there being a hardball detective anywhere in that. I know. He just tends to assume whenever anyone does a voice. Oh no. I mean, was it even noir? I think was it's it prob- even technically... I think it's probably best to move on from this before David <laughs> Cage shows up again. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'll be honest, I get uncomfortable just from you saying his name. Speaking about getting uncomfortable, Josh, do you have any deep thoughts? Deep thoughts. Right, you better be fucking ready for this one. I'm I'm quaking, quaking in my Hulk slippers. I'm quite keen. Wentworth Miller's garlic and herb blight. He's back. Oh, shit. In a turn of events that none of us could have predicted, Wentworth Miller has returned. And he's got a product for us. Oh. What product? Well, Wentworth Miller's Garlic and Herb Blight, and obviously being the internationally renowned marketing powerhouse that I am, he took it upon myself to market this for him. (laughs) Uh... The issue I'm having is that he's being inordinately vague about what the product actually is. I see. Uh, so far, he's presented me with a box. Have you opened uh, the box? Two foot in all dimensions. Uh, so you've measured just, the box, but you've not actually looked in it. Uh, I've not looked in it yet because it's Wentworth Miller. We've got, we've got history. You've got to bear in mind. He's got a habit of just doing childish and disruptive things, and I'm not sure I want to open the box. But what's in the box? Well, the box is just matte black with white text on one side saying Wentworth Miller's Garlic and Herb Blight. And he categorically refuses to tell me what it is. I think it's a social experiment. I think he just wants to see how long it'll take for someone to buy it out of curiosity. Oh, so it's an actual social experiment, rather than a YouTube social experiment. He's also going to put it on YouTube, though. He's also going to... Oh, he puts everything on YouTube. He's a bugger for And he's also going to sexually assault women whilst he does it. Yeah. Mm. I mean, that's taking it a bit far, but okay. But then it gets all those YouTube clicks. Um, sorry... I've you just, sounded like you were in pain. I've just looked That's next to I me. Uh, where, yeah. my, where my cat was previously, there is now just a small black box. Oh. Two foot in diameter each way, and my cat is not here anymore. 
Schrodinger's garlic and herb blight. Wait, wait, Josh. Josh, you mm-hmm. need to open the box and see if Elodie's cat is in it. Fuck you, you open the box. You've probably got one now suddenly as well. Hang on, let me have a look around. Oh, fuck. Just me picking up on the pattern. Right there on the coffee table in my lounge, where I am sitting recording this, is a big black box, two feet in diameter. Has it replaced anything? I mean, um, no, he just handed me the box, but I, an, I don't know why it's an, replaced something in your case. There was an empty can of old moot cider kiwi and lime flavour. It is now gone. Now, the question is, is that going to be in one of the boxes, or has it just... Has that ceased to be, and I, the box is just empty, and it's turned into the box? Or maybe I, the box was meant for us. Well, maybe he's handed... He must have I replaced... Mean, I thought this was just a social experiment before, but now there seems to be an element of sorcery at play to this, and I'll be honest, I didn't know that was in Wentworth Miller's wheelhouse. Who's going to open it first? I mean, I'm not touching hang the bloody on, thing. Hang on, I'll do it. You know... Alright, well, this is investigative it's, journalism. It's investigative journalism, right. I am opening the box. Go on, George. Get me pictures of Spider-Man. I would open the box if it weren't for the fact that the box does not have an opening. Huh. It's just oh. a black box. Does it? Can you shake you know, it? No, I didn't act... Um, yeah, sure. I'll give it, I'll give it, I'll give it a shake. It sounds like there's a DVD in there. Hang on. Um, That's peculiar. Hang on. Let me get... Hang on. Hang on. Let me get a, um... Let me get a pair of scissors and see if I can cut into this box. You know, I didn't actually, like, think to look too closely at it before, but now that I look at it, there doesn't actually appear to be any opening on this box. Yeah, I'm going to try and make one with a pair of scissors. Give me a moment. Yeah, no, there's no opening on mine either. Right, I'm giving it a go. Are we sure? I'm giving it a go. Are we sure they can penetrate? I'm opening the box. It it worked. Oh. What's in it? Right, okay, I've made a hole. You went to town on that thing. Yeah, no, it, it was quite it was quite um, sturdy. Right, I'm looking into the box. Okay, I'm looking into mm-hmm. the box. I'm pulling out I'm pulling out um what looks to be a DVD case. Okay. What is it? It's um it's season two of Spaced. Josh. That's where that fucking went. Oh, so it replaced your season two of Spaced. Oh, shit. He's nicked my bloody box set of Spaced and is just spreading out the what DVDs fu- through various yeah. boxes. Elodie, if you check your box. Check yours, Elodie. Okay, I'm just... Have you got season one in there? I more want to know where my cat's gone. Okay. Fuck your cat. I've got some scissors now. You see what I mean about it being quite sturdy? You really do have to go. To oh, jeez. Yeah. Okay, I'm in. And there is a cider can. Oh. Oh, well, shit, that explains it. That, Josh, that means 
Hang on. Let me look in. Let me look in my box again. Um. Oh shit. Yeah. No. Th there's also the first season of Spaced. Huh. I missed it the first time when I looked in. Are there any others in there? Uh. Oh yeah. I had like on. however many yeah. seasons there have been of that show the, that I've watched. There's been two. <laughs> there's. There's well, also then, the the um, the the um, the director's cut disc, which comes with uh, deleted scenes. Do you see any beekeeping equipment in there? Um, no, I don't. Ah, oh, that's a shame. I was hoping to get some free beekeeping equipment <laughs> out of this. Wait, there's something else in my one actually. It, oh, oh, it's a DVD as well. What is it? Karl Marx's Big Don. Karl Marx's what? Big Dong. Big Dong? Yeah, it's it's someone... I think Wentworth produced that one, didn't he? Someone dressed as Karl Marx, and they're naked, and they got a dong out. A dong? Yeah. Not theirs. Elodie, can you put that back in the box for me? Okay. Have you been um... missing that? I want no, no. I want. I want to see. I want to see what happens if you put that in the box. Okay, I put it in the box. I mean, it looks like from what we're seeing right now, Wentworth Miller has mastered quantum tunneling. Mm. Hang on, hang on. I'm gonna shake the box again. Came okay, shaking. Okay. Came shaking. Oh shit. Oh heck. Hang on. I need to look in. I need to look in the box again. Oh my goodness. It's Karl Marx's big dong. Well, at least you got your copy back. Josh, this does mean you need to, uh... You need... <laughs> you Josh, need to open the box, because I want my cat. Box. Little did you know, this was an elaborate ruse to get a free cat. Oh, no. And I've now got your cat, fucko. Have you, have you opened it, though? Have you checked whether the cat's inside? Well, the the cat may be inside. The cat may not be inside. <laughs> you can't Just, turn this into a Schrodinger situation. I don't want to potentially change the outcome by measuring it. So I'm just going to assume that I do have the cat, and then I will, because that is the point of the experiment: is that there is no flaw in human perception whatsoever, and it, it literally defines reality. So if this is quantum tunneling in these boxes, I could yeah. stick my arm through it. Nah, mate. Oh, yep, yeah, I'm through. I'm inside another box, it seems. Can you feel a cat? Yeah, he's here. No, that's my dick. Oh my god. Josh, yeah, no, that isn't a cat at all. Oh, my cat's sat on the other side of the room. Believe me, he didn't go missing, and I'm... you got a friggin' long arm if you're reaching the other side of the room. No, I mean, he's he's in my room. He never left. Really? Only... I mean, I've got the cat here now. <gasps> Whose cat is that? Wentworth! Also, I'm still holding your purpose, I think. Yes, could you kindly let go? <laughs> Why did you put it in the box? I'll be honest, I wasn't aware that I had. <laughs> I think... <laughs> Josh's deep thoughts. Josh's deep thoughts. 
All right. So before we move on to the um the you know in- I've oh, been worried okay. in the past that these deep thoughts of mine don't often get enough time to go anywhere. <laughs> now I'm kind of wishing we'd given that less time to go somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> you can either cut down this one or cut down the bit where David Cage and a news anchor were looking for each other. I will cut down you if you don't <laughs> tell us what indie game you have well, been playing this no, week, Elodie. before we talk about that, uh, oh. I'm going to insert a little promo for another Podhaven podcast here. Have you ever found yourself playing a video game and wondering why the best character are all tucked away in the background, far behind all the boring soldiers, lifeless swordsmen, and generic space marines? So have we. We here at the Real Heroes Podcast bring in the best guests on the net to help us shine a light on the forgotten heroes of gaming once and for all. So if you've ever wanted to hear Laura Kate aggressively defend the rights of a fictional jellyfish alien, or Jed Whittaker discuss how Zelda is really the story of a kink-facilitating pickle man, join us on the Real Heroes Podcast right here on Podhaven. Well that was fun, wasn't it? It was goddamn riveting. Indeed so. Um, so I'm back. Yeah, Josh died during it. That was what all that death rattles from the beginning was. Oh. Um, but yeah, we're back. <laughs> um, don't sound too upset, for God's sake. Who wants to go first talking about an indie game? I insist that you do, Elodie. Uh... I'm making that call. <laughs> Alright, boss. Damn straight. There's an Son. there's an irony in the fact that you're you are the only person here who's not an editor, but are also the person who edits this podcast. Well, I'm naturally charismatic. <laughs> um yeah. I don't know if that's relevant at no, all. No, it didn't seem to be, but I was just gonna let it go. I'm someone who you just want to trust with your podcast. <laughs> I've got the I've got those eyes. I've never even seen your eyes. No, you've seen them. You just don't remember having seen them. Okay. People don't remember looking into my eyes after it happens. They don't remember quite a significant amount of time after that either. So what you're saying Sorry is about that. your eyes are like the men in black gadget that wipes your memory. Your eyes are like the Man in Black film. Yeah, we'll... On DVD, Will Smith. He's That's here. at the very least. <laughs> There's a tiny man inside a face. There's a guy wearing a skin suit. He's hanging about. Ain't this fun? We're all at the government. That is literally <laughs> what my eyes are. <laughs> that is the best summary of a film. So the, I have ever heard. The... The indie game that I want to recommend this week is Oxenfree. Oh, good, good. Oxenfree. Uh, have either of you guys played it at all? Uh, I've not had the I've not had the fortune of playing it yet, but I've heard nothing but good things, and it looks very, very cool. I have seen a mate play the opening of it. Hmm. Well, it's a it's an interesting uh, adventure, spooky game. 
where um, you and some friends go and spend a night on an island and spookiness ensues and you have to solve the spooky mystery and I really don't want to spoil anything but it's very well written and very creepy in places. Um, well heck. has very very good music. The sound design is amazing and the visual design is incredible. Just the way everything looks, the way the backgrounds and characters are designed, and the way everything's animated is just really visually stunning. Well, awesome. It's also very well voice acted as well, so... Yeah, it's as if definitely need, worth... As, as if I didn't need more convincing to check it out. <laughs> Thank you. I, I'm going to check this out. Definitely mm. now. Like, as soon as possible, anyway. There's also there's the the puzzles are fairly intuitive and interesting for an adventure game. Like usually I don't like that style of thing just because it gets annoying how um obtuse it can be. So Josh, have you got a game you want to talk about? Snake Pass. Hey. Have you played the game where snakes go past? Snake Pass. Snake pass. I want to talk about this for a particularly, for a particular reason, a uh, reason that's somewhat close to my heart, and has only been getting closer as as you've atrophied and like, your chest gets closer like, and closer to your internal like, organs. It's like shrapnel, slowly. It's like that bit in Iron Man, where he gets his tr- convoy gets blown up, and then the man in the cave says, "The shrapnels." slowly moving into your heart I'm going to do a magnet on you and that's going to stop the shrapnel from killing you and also you are Iron Man yeah I was going to say that was I liked it when he says he's like uh, you are Iron Man and Iron Man's like what I don't know what that means and then he's like yeah you're Iron Man that's your whole thing you're going to be made of metal just trust me on this just trust me on this you're going to be a metal guy who flies through the sky that rhymes, we're, so you know it's true. We're going to have a really clumsy plot about you having PTSD from when you went into a space portal. Yeah, and it just gets sort of, it's just going to sort of get resolved because a child told you to snap out of it, which totally fucking works. Yeah. Boo. All of this is in the script. So, Tony. Snake Pass. <laughs> Does a snake talk about get... Snake Pass in a minute, but first I need to explain to Tony Stark. <laughs> What's going to happen in the next three films? <laughs> I'll be honest, it was a very weird scene. Uh, and so so strange that it would happen to become relevant to this discussion. But You're going you know. to dress up in a giant version of your costume and you're going to fight a green man for a minute. That's gonna happen. And then you're Why gonna, are we talking about you're gonna get it, you're gonna get into a political argument with your shield friend, and then you're yeah. gonna fight each other for a bit, and you're going Completely. to go and recruit like a seventeen-year-old to come and fight, hmm. uh, fight against all these superhumans in a match that could kill him because you're a swell man who just yeah. All over a conversation about whether or not you should be, have a governing body, completely ignoring the fact that you had a governing body at one point and they wanted to nuke New York. Yeah. 
odd how that didn't come up. I played Snake Pass. Yes. Tell us and about And then a Snake tiny Pass. man is going to go inside your suit Ella and make Day! you run around. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, Snake Pass. <laughs> snack Pass. Right. Now, I don't know if you've gathered this from the name. You play as a snake? Oh, shit. That is essentially the game. You are a snake. So it's snake. You move like a snake. You slither about like a snake. Gotta move your, your prehensile self left and right to, in order to push yourself forward. As a snake does, in real. But I, I have a question. Uh, yes. Do you pass? Uh there are a number of things that you pass. Where, when did you play this? You don't have a switch, do you? It's not a switch exclusive. Isn't it? No, I've got it on the PS4. Oh, yeah, no, it's, I it's, thought it was a switch. I mean, exclusive. it'd be weird if it turned out it was a switch exclusive, and because I've, <laughs> I've got the game in front of me, I can look at it now. It's there on me on this sort of dashboard. Yeah, it is. It's a, it's a Switch title, but it's multi-platform. Okay, fair enough. There you go. So the reason this caught my eye, it's got a lot of trappings of the sort of the sort of three D mascot platformer games from sort of. Well, that era, basically, sort of PS1. The 90s. Late PS2 era, yeah. yeah. So it's like uh, ukulele, but you're a snake and you go past. Well, it's, it's like ukulele, except it actually tried something original. Oh! Because it's... No, you, you know, ukulele was very specifically made to be like yeah, other I, games. I, I, and I was just being a japester. I mean, as, as much as that whole practice of basically just making the same game over and over again infuriates me i it's allowed to happen especially yeah. when it's or been rather, a long or time. rather that or rather there's little points in me complaining about <laughs> it having happened now that it's out there's no point i gain nothing from begrudging people this game at this point but snake pass has got all the sort of trappings of that the sort of obviously the platforming and the sort of collectathon-y aspect of it, where you've got to go around, get gold coins, get your unexplained bubbles, get your gemstones, open the gate up, finish the level, slither in the portal, go to the snake, That sounds like right? a sex reference. I could... You could say that about pretty much anything, I feel like. I feel like you only hear sex references... To be honest, yeah, I did anything have that, that isn't whole thing a sex reference. I heard the word hard and just giggled at how it means. Yeah, a like wreck. A, an, in, an incredibly common word <laughs> that could have been in, used in any number of contexts. What? Slither into a portal. Come on. A portal, really? That's what you're. you're... <laughs> That's what I call it. I say, <laughs> come on, slither into my portal. So the point I was trying to make... Penetrative um, sex. Well, you see, George, now, now you're just being disruptive. Now I'm you're sorry. the one who's doing the thing. I'm really sorry. You I quite literally continue. fucked I stop, it. I stop, I stop, continue. Right. 
what caught my attention about this that was a terrible sentence <laughs> the thing about this that caught my attention because uh, I've not really got any kind of historical connection to the 3D mascot platformer. I've played a couple in my time. They weren't really a big thing in my life. I, I mean, you know what? Actually, fuck it. I think they might have been. I just They're just not something I look back on with any degree of significance now. But this one attempted something interesting mechanically. In that, Snake... Now, to my knowledge, there's not a lot of games that are this dedicated to accurately representing the movements of a snake, Elodie. So I just thought I just thought it was very interesting. Like it's a platformer. It's the it's the thing that was very close to your heart. The fact that you can accurately move like a snake. It's very important to me. Okay, I appreciate that. I just wondered if that was it. Yeah, no, I can appreciate that. I mean, to be honest, it was it was the fact that it was like something using the trappings of an old concept, but doing it in an original way in order to justify its existence. But also, the fact that you can be a snake, if I'm honest, would have been enough. It does actually look really. I really want to give it a go because like it's really fun. It's really satisfying when you do it right because we're, you know, we are. Four-limbed, bipedal hominids. We're not supposed to know how to snake. So when you actually figure out how to operate this body, that just cap- like it's just not yours. Like you've got no real point of reference for how a snake is supposed to work. That's for the snakes to worry about. <laughs> so when you figure it out, when you realise how to pilot a snake, it does feel somewhat satisfying, and he has got a cute face. Is it out on any consoles that I own? Uh, well, what consoles do you own? Well, I've got a PC, a Wii U, an Xbox 360, a PS3, and a PS Vita, and a 3DS. I'm going to say probably. <laughs> Most of those are last gen. Except Who the gives PC. A shit? And <laughs> some handhelds. Well, you know what? Apparently, five minutes ago, apparently it was only on the Switch, and uh, I've magically snake, got no, one on the PS4. So it is on the Steam. If you, is it? Yeah. If you believe okay. hard enough, that will be where to, I link you will get to, to pass the, some snakes uh, in the notes. Then. Splendid. Yeah. So Snake Pass, check it out. Glad you really. It's like yeah. a 3D mascot platformer, but different, and this time in a meaningful way. So. I'm That's glad you enjoyed yourself. Very important to me. I, 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 it's encouraging I, to see. Yeah, I, I I look forward to giving that a go. This time you are a reptile with no limbs rather than being a reptile with four of them. And a the tail. The plot thickens. Bom, bom, bom. Wait, is tail a limb? Uh, no more so than your spine would be, I wouldn't think. It's jutting, that's all. Anyway, George... I have a game to talk about. A game? I was originally going to do a jokey skit and talk about an indie movie I had, um, as if it were a game, but then I realised that it isn't actually an indie movie, um, so that sort of went into well, the Well, I'll be honest, this feels like the kind of research you should have done before bringing yeah, it I to know. the table. Um, however, I do have a game that I want to talk about. It's 
been out for a bit, I think. Um, either fully out or in develop, uh, developmental stages. I think probably the latter. Um, is GoldenEye Source. Um, any, 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 you, you heard about this? Um, is this just it. the latest I... creation of the infuriating practice the, the youth of the day has of adding source on the end of words? No, actually. To, um, to be fair, Black Mesa used to be known as Black Mesa Source, so... Yeah. I would I would have punched them if they had stuck with that name. <laughs> so How many go- people made that game? <laughs> I don't know. Some? I could fight some people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, GoldenEye Source is um, a faithful recreation of the entirety of the GoldenEye 64 multiplayer experience in the Source engine. Um... With it's got updated um, 3D models, um, really nice textures, um, uh, and like the 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 classic gameplay that you expect from GoldenEye 64, but with a couple of um, added pol- uh, elements of polish from the Source engine, like crouch jumping, and like I th- I think I think there's aiming. Like there's there's like like iron sights might not be though. Um, is, actually, is no, there isn't. Um, but yeah, it, it's 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 GoldenEye sixty four multiplayer in the Source engine, so it has multiplayer capabilities. And is there still the issue with the fact that it, there's only really a point as playing as the really small fella because no one can shoot him? They they did change that to keep it okay. balanced. Uh, which Fair I think enough. was actually a very sensible decision. Yeah, that. Um, I mean, I I said it in a jokey way, but I was legitimately interested in how they were dealing with that. Yeah, they they the, the they they made everyone the same height. Um, uh, <laughs> now, see, that has an issue in and of itself, <laughs> in that they have stretched a man. Well, they've not really stretched him. Or inflated him, then. Well. Man inflation. So yeah, so yes, golden. <laughs> um, <laughs> they've also they also have um, each of the levels had their own soundtracks in in GoldenEye sixty four, um, composed by uh, Grant Kirkhope, I think. Oh. Yeah, there we go. Um, and the and and this recreation also comes with uh, a reorchestrated soundtrack. So it's all of the original um, pieces of music. But they've been um, they've been reproduced with um, modern synthesizers and um, um, very like they 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 are still very distinctly the the pieces of music for each of those levels. But they sound a lot more up to date um, with a lot more depth and a lot more a lot, making use of the fact that you don't have a limited amount of space for audio files. Um, and it's just it make because. I was a, I was like, what, like five or six year old kid, you know. I, I, I sat in my bedroom with my Nintendo sixty four, playing, playing GoldenEye, having a, having a whale of a time, um, constantly, constantly destroying my brothers because um, I screen watched the fuck out of them, um, and um, it's just, it's one, it's one of those games that got me into video games as well as Torok Two Seeds of Evil, which was. A little bit different, um, but yeah, no, and it was really nice to 
sit down and uh, it was it was nostalgic. It was very nostalgic, and but rather than it being nostalgia um, for something that has not um, aged well, it's nostalgia for a new product that has been updated to reflect the progress in games design um, and so, games development. So similar to to Black Mesa, I yeah, about exactly. Last time. It's basically it. It's 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 the the Black Mesa of Goldeneye. Is it um? Is it just like a free thing you can download, or have they actually legitimised it like they did with Black Mesa? You know what? I think I think at the moment it's on. Let me double check. I'm pretty sure when I played it, it was free to download. Um. Uh, I will. Goldeneye Source. I should have done my research. I apologise. <laughs> um. Goldeneye Source. Um, you actually, um, it's not officially on Steam at the moment, um, mm-hmm. you have to, um, much like with, um, some, some source mods, um, you have to, um, install the files and drop them in your Steam directory, but after mm-hmm. that it, it, it all gets working together quite nicely, um, so yeah, at the moment it's free, um, just, um, I, uh, according to their website, just um, just two weeks ago, um, if the date is correct, let me just have a look here. Really sorry. Um, it was the first two weeks ago mm. of May. Um, they're currently they're currently at um, f- um, version five point um, and they are working on um, getting new maps in from the old game, working on more music. Um, they have YouTube clips up on the website is www.geshl2.com, uh, and yeah, they're 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 constantly working on it to make it as good as it can be. Getting all of the maps from the old game in, um, I think it would be very interesting to see them work on the like a possible rejuvenation of the campaign. That would be fantastic. Um, but that would be a lot of work, and what they have at the moment is still very fantastic. But yeah, so if you if you play GoldenEye sixty four, even if you didn't play GoldenEye sixty four, uh, give GoldenEye Source a go, and you'll either enjoy it because it's a good game, or enjoy it because it's a good game, and you're feeling a little bit nostalgic about it. Did it have a re release on Xbox? Um, I think. I think there was there might have been a multiplayer re release on Xbox, and then they also made. The crazy updated one where they replace Pierce Brosnan with Daniel Radcliffe. Daniel, no, no, not Daniel. <laughs> yes, Daniel. Oh. Radcliffe. Harry Potter was there. Harry Potter is James. No. Um... Always well, Daniel. The, the only reason I asked is that the only the only place I played it was on was at my friend's house, and hmm. I know that they didn't have any Nintendo consoles, so I assumed that it must have been I think they I think they I think they did actually yes no I remember you know what I remember reading about it in an old issue of Games Master magazine that they were they were porting they were porting GoldenEye 64 to the Xbox 360 so that must have been where you played it um and then yes and then they released um gold I think it was GoldenEye Reloaded which was a complete remake of GoldenEye 64, but they replaced Pierce Morton with Daniel Craig. And was, it was that all... one on the Wii? Uh, I think it was on the Wii. It was, that was yeah. one of its platforms. It was, it was a bit naff, 
I'll be honest. Yeah. Um, but this Golden Ice Source is is definitely not math, so go check it out. The only issue I have with it is that it's James Bond. Well, yeah, I mean, it is it is Misogyny Man the video game, but um, the multiplayer does not have that, and you can also play um, some 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 cool some cool female characters that I very much like. I like the bit in that one James Bond film where he's raping her in a barn, and there's romantic music playing while she struggles. Yeah, That's good. I like that bit. It's great. I love video games. So, Josh, where can they find you on the internet? Well, that was a, that was a bit abrupt. Are we not going to announce that the show's over? <laughs> no. Are we, are we not going to warn people? No. There might just... be time to like, I don't know. Get their notebook out so that they can write brace, down all the brace places. Brace themselves. Yeah, they need they need to get out a pen and paper. Oh, it's okay. I'll wait. I'll wait, listener. No, it's not there. No. No, you, you've checked there, you fucking muppet. Oh, were you talking to me? I suppose. It's me, Kermit the Frog. All right. Well, would you mind writing down? I'm. I'm going to dictate something for you. Okay. Do you think you could write this down for the listeners? Yes. It's me, Kermit the Frog. Well, it's also me, Josh Rivers, and you can find me on Indie Haven writing about the video games and what they've done to my brain sometimes. You could also find me on Twitter at Jam Tyrant or on YouTube if you search The Abominable Showman. Which I have to say... Like, I've not complimented you on it before, but that is a wonderful name and I love it. I'm almost positive it's not original. Like, no, <laughs> that's the thing you've kind of got to come to terms with when, like, making a play on words. Someone's thought of it before at this point. You've just got to hope that it's nothing racist. <laughs> at least you have Jam Tyrant. I don't think anyone else has done that one, at least. Well, no one else has like considered the concepts of jam and tyranny to be anything other than mutually exclusive. George? Yes? Do you want to tell people where they can find your luscious boot? Well, um, J-A-F-F-A-M-E-I-S-T-E-R spells Jaffermeister. And no, it doesn't. Don't... <laughs> Sorry, I just said that. That'd be a dick. That, that's a good tagline for this entire fucking podcast, isn't it? <laughs> Alright, George, continue. No. <laughs> Alright, Elodie, where we, can we find you on the internet? You can find me at Jaffermeister. <laughs> okay, no. Oh, really? Okay, now, I'm don't the real steal my shit. Don't steal my shit. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, well, Joe Jeff spells Jaffermeister. You go to Twitter and you type that in, you'll find me there. If you go to Patreon, type that in, you'll find me there. Uh, you can also find me on my Facebook page, which I don't really promote very often, but if that's the thing you use, um, I'm under the name George Johnson. If you type facebook.com forward slash Jaffermeister 
without the E before the R on the end because some other fucker took it, um, then you can find me there. Um, I'm also the editor-in-chief of Indie Haven, so go to Indie Haven. Thanks. <laughs> Just um, go there. Just go, go there, there, please. Um, <laughs> Short, sweet, to the point. I like it. Yeah. Um, I also uh, co-host the Real Heroes podcast with Elodie, uh, where we uh, talk about uh, important characters in video games and how they're actually the most important ones. Um, you, you've I just said also... important twice, but... It's yeah. fine. I know. <laughs> Minor um, characters are the most important. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. I was I... just making sure that they knew. Okay. I know you know. Okay. Uh, I also have freelance work on Waypoint, um, so if you go and type my name over there, then you can uh, can have a look at that. Um, and uh, if you go to youtube.com forward slash Jaffermeister, spelt exactly the same way that it has been every other time except Facebook, uh, I'm going to be making some fancy new video content there, and I hope you have a lovely day. Well, that was nice. Right, yeah. the bit at the end where you said Thank we you. should have a lovely day. Yeah, I thought that'd be nice. Do you want to know where to find me now? Yeah, where where can people find you, Elodie? You can find me at Kenny Words, C H E M Y Words, on Twitter and Patreon, where you can pay me money, please. Thanks. Um, you can also find me writing stuff on Indie Haven and making other podcasts on Podhaven, which you can also find on the Indie Haven website. Um, and I wrote the music for this, so that's the thing. Um, Speaking yeah. of Podhaven. Hmm. Speaking of Podhaven, yeah, there's a little thing, you know, there's things. Can you be a bit more specific? There's things that we did the thing earlier where there's going to be a promo. We don't need to do it again now. Oh, I, I, I didn't, 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 oh. (laughs) No, we did that earlier. I feel oh. like you've really disappointed George, Elodie. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. George it's was high. really looking forward to this. That was the whole bit where we were like, oh, wasn't that great afterwards? Oh, you just cut out for me. Yeah, I just cut out for me as well. Oh, it was the whole bit where we were like, oh, wasn't that great afterwards, after we... No, that was... That, that was Do you during... remember that classic no, we, even podcast we did that moment on this where we all said well. that it was great? Oh. We did that here as well. I Joshua's must, here. I, mu- I, I must. Here. I must have. I oh well, shit. Okay. Fair enough. Sorry. You're keeping all this in, right, Josh? Oh, oh of course. Okay. <laughs> um. Well, there's only there's only one thing left to do before we go today, for another week, and that is to ask Josh to tell us what to do with our nans this week. When you wish upon a star Makes no difference Sweet dreams. <laughs> um, yeah, that's, that's what you should do with your nan this week. Thanks, Josh. And, uh, goodbye. Bye, everyone.
Thanks for listening to Podhaven.